is there anything better than a hot barbecue sandwich? Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Yeah, I'm all but uh, still still somewhat glowing after the Arkansas. God, what a, what a crappy way to get yeah. our fans in here. Yeah, just a little under the weather today. <laughs> okay. Are we all under the weather, though? You know, think about it, we're all under the weather. We're not you know, I really cannot – first of all, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Thanks for making this your first listen. I really don't like Keith Oberman very much. And, yeah, so some of it's his politics, but also he's sort of just – he's really just pompous. But he used to have – uh, I think it was him on SportsCenter that used to say, you know, whenever somebody would say, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is day, listed as day-to-day, aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> That's true. Um, anywho – Jimmy, yes. I, let, let me. I think I told everybody this the other day. I saw a tweet, and this tweet was so me. Um, the tweet said that people with anxiety, of which I'm one, um, and th- that have a tough time dealing with it from time to time, again, me, they love to watch the same TV shows over and over and over again. The reason being because they know the outcome. And so it's it it doesn't give them anxiety, which I, it blew my mind. I was like, I watch Seinfeld in the office like it's going out of business, but and Sopranos, but and I no better uh, example of this than last night's Alabama Arkansas game. I know this makes me sound like the world's biggest wimp, but I'm watching the game by myself downstairs, and like there were times when Arkansas was making that last run. That I was like, I mean, I couldn't even watch the TV. I was like, what am I? I'm in here by myself. Who? What am I protecting myself from? And I was like, oh, God, don't give up this big run like I'm afraid we're about to do. And we did give up a run. But then, Jimmy, what we did, we had the best one minute and 22 seconds I've had since my last date night with the wife. Um, uh, we had a one minute and 22 second run. I think, she's, I think she's Arkansas in this role play. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I'm the only one that came out a winner. <laughs> um, we we go on a, on a little run, three straight threes. Noah Clowney pops one. God, he's so cool. You know who he's reminding me of right now? And, I, and I'm going to let you rant here in a second. He's reminding me of Derek McKee. Uh, for those oh, wow. not old enough, um, Derek McKee. Derek McKee was just so smooth, and he never showed a lot of emotion. He just went out there, and, and it always looked like he was going half speed. He was still faster than everybody, still better than everybody. But uh, Nate McMillan, who was De- Derek McKee's teammate for the C- when the Seattle was he was with the Seattle SuperSonics, he had a quote about Derek McKee that I loved. He said, "Derek McKee is so cool; he could be cussing you out, and you wouldn't even know it." That's kind <laughs> of what Derek, that's kind of what Noah Clowney reminds me of. Meanwhile, Brandon Miller's kind of the other way; he gets pumped up. He he was sort of like mentally out of the first half. He didn't even take a shot. And then the second half, when he went on his little thing and he went over to the bench, uh, Arkansas's bench, and he probably should have gotten a tick. I, I mean, I have no problem saying that. 
But I'm also have no problem saying this. That was genuine. It wasn't fake. If right. You get a tech when you do it and it's fake. You don't get a tech when it's genuine. Marshall Henderson took his shirt off against Auburn and waved it at people. He didn't get a tech. I don't think. Um. He certainly, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't compare their behaviors just yet. Seems to be me Brandon neither. Miller, Brandon's developing a uh, swagger to go with his game that I'm not sure he had when he first. I, I think it's just growing confidence. You know, when 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 you, you you hear you're good and you think you're now he's proving he's NBA lottery good, NBA top five pick good. I think this, uh, you know, Chipper Jones called it when he was with the Braves. He called it necessary arrogance and 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 that i love that term as it describes the greats uh i think the greats need need to know that they're better than everyone else and, and, and it's okay there's a line you can cross like marshall did who by the way was no chipper jones or brandon miller there's a line he crossed from necessary arrogance to dude, you're out of control and yeah, you're pretty good, but really you're kind of mostly jerk and kind of good. Um, but Brandon Miller is doing a great job. I think of now he's walking up to that line. He's got that necessary arrogance that the greats have. And uh, man, it is something to watch him. And I'm so glad you brought up Noah Clowney because he is definitely one of my favorites, Luke. Noah, uh, I'm sure this is a poor analogy because I'm not the best NBA guy in the world, but there's some Draymond Green to him. And by that, I mean, Noah is tough. And he, because he's tough and he's a rebounder and he sort of sends a toughness message. And I think his teammates feed off that. And Noah is one of the reasons, or maybe the reason that we're such a tough team. But at the same time, he's got a smooth offensive game to him oh, yeah. that's going to get better and better and better. And I bet Noah Clowney enters the NBA as a tough defender. And at the height of his NBA career, he will be known as a good scorer, even at that level. Uh, I, I think Clowney, uh, his upside's ridiculous. Yeah. And look, I, he's played his way into the first round of the NBA draft. I think we can all, we can keep our fingers crossed it'll come back for another year because Lord knows I'd love to have him, but I don't think that's going to happen. He's so long. He's such a good defender. He moves his feet so well. And, you know, he started out shooting threes, and, and I saw him in scrimmages shooting threes, and I was like, he can shoot them. Then his first few games, I was like, eh. You know, if you remember, he had some air balls. Remember, we talked about it on this podcast. He was either, like, missed the goal entirely or it was a swish, and but he missed the goal too many times. Well – um now he's he's kicking butt. I mean, he's just he's just stroking it and he's so confident. It's tough to go into Bud Walton and do that. It really is. It's tough to Alabama's up two. The freshman gets the ball in the corner and pops a three with somebody flying at him. It wasn't like he was wide open. I mean, he he was open enough for college basketball, but he had a dude coming at him. So um I, I don't know. I just uh I, I'm, I'm so excited about where this team is headed and I want to talk about it a little bit more, but right now I got to tell you about built bar because I love built bars. You love built bars, Jimmy. We all love built bars. They're delicious. They're nutritious. They, they taste fantastic. You can get that churro flavored built bar. Look, you can go get built bars now at Walmart or you can get them at lifetime fitness. That's where I get mine. A lot of times I know it doesn't look like I go to lifetime fitness, but I do go to lifetime fitness. You can get them at Sam's club 
Um, you can get peanut butter brownie flavored, coconut almond. You can also get them at Built.com. Look, that's where we used to always tell you to go. But since then, Built has expanded and gotten so much bigger. And you can go get them at your local Walmart. You can get them a, a lot of places. So go to Built.com, though, if you want to, and, and go check it out. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. That's fantastic. If you love working out and, you need to, and you're like, hey, I want to put on some good muscle and I, I, I don't want anything fatty. I want protein. Built Bar is for you. Go check out these. You will absolutely love them. Built.com. Go to Built.com or go to your local Walmart. Go to your local Sam's Club. Go to your local Lifetime Fitness. Or just text Jimmy or me. We, we'd send you a Built Bar. Jimmy, I want to keep talking about this for a second because I'm so excited about this basketball team. I know, I, I know this. I know that we get more listeners for football talk. I don't blame y'all. I'm a football guy too, but I love Alabama basketball, and this team deserves the recognition. I hope that everybody understands what they're watching right now because uh, I had downloaded two videos from Twitter. I had downloaded them. I don't know where they are. I was going to actually post them on here because I thought I really was going to show that one minute and 22 second span because it was just awesome. It was so, it was so cool to watch. You know, um, let me, let me also say this, Jimmy, a couple of things about some guys that maybe, uh, first of all, Mark Sears, God bless Mark Sears, Mark Sears. We love you, Mark. <laughs> He's so tough. And like, He's got that little floaty where he he beats his man driving left all the time because he's lefty. And lefties usually do have an advantage because you're not used to guarding lefties very often, right? right? That's the old adage. And he beats his man, and he's got this thing where he floats it up high off the backboard. I, I have no idea. The physics don't make sense to me. But he's really good at it, and he's super tough. And without him, we don't win last night. Uh, so shout out to Mark Sears. We all know Mark Sears has been awesome. I want to also say a shout out to Noah Gurley. He hit a big three last night. I remember he had some good minutes. Um, and then there's one other person I want to talk about, and that's JQ. Quinterly, um, I think the last two games, I think he has a, I think he has a tech in each one. He's really? got he's getting a bit of a like a toot about him. Now, normally I'm I'm all against that. But, you know, I think this team, now that they're number four in the country and maybe moving up, they're going to need that dog in them. They're going to need to go in there, like, not scared to to pick a fight. Uh, they got to go in there like Mel Gibson and, and Braveheart. You know, that's what you got to do. Yeah, they uh, there's some tough – when they were tied late and they went on the run that you've, you've brought up a couple of times, that run to me, Luke, was all about being tough. And, and tough doesn't mean, you know, going in an, an alley and, and, and picking a fight against the bad guys and beating them up. No, no, tough means, hey, this is a, a real bad situation. We're playing against a good team in their place, and they have all the momentum. It takes a tough team to overcome that. And they did it easily. That just, it, to me, it's just they're tough. They're, they're mentally tough. They're physically tough. This is a tough team, and I think that what you're talking about with JQ, it doesn't bother me. When it's not extremely poor sportsmanship, and I saw maybe some questionable sportsmanship on both sides last night. I don't think those teams like each other. I don't think the coaches do, and and I think it sort of bleeds down to the players a little bit where there's sort of a, you know, it's not over the top, but a little bit of an ugly thing going on between these two teams. And the, this Alabama team ain't going to back down from any of it, so – uh, yeah, I agree. And, uh, hey, here's a good question for you. You're always asking me the questions. Let me ask you one. This is a good one. 
And this just shows how great this team is. Luke, if I told you that this team gets to the Sweet 16 and loses, you're going to be disappointed. I mean, we're all disappointed because you're on mute. But we're disappointed. <laughs> How did you know? I mean, did you see me? Did I was I talking? I saw. Your, I thought I snuck it in there. I saw your lips moving like this was a uh, Godzilla movie from the fifties uh, in, in in Japan. Anyway, yes, I but, would. Uh, be. No, it didn't strike yeah. me until this morning about what am I? What's going to make me happy with this team? And you said, "Well, winning the national championship, yeah, duh. Getting the final four, yeah, yeah." And I'm not saying, "Okay, we got the final four, let's lose." I'm just saying. If this team gets to the Final Four, I, I will consider it uh, just an a exclamation point times 10 that we, we broke through and got to the Final Four. If they get to the Elite Eight, I will consider that job well done because that's as far as we've ever gone. So True. I think that's job well done. If they get to the Sweet 16 and lose, disappointed maybe isn't the right word because – that's so, especially if they win the SEC, if it's just a, a repeat of two years ago, they win the SEC, they win the SEC tournament, they get to the Sweet 16 and play a competitive game against a great team. I don't want to use the word disappointed, but I just feel like this team can accomplish much more than that. I'm with you there. It also, you know, while you were saying that, um, I was thinking, gosh, I hate that this, this is what football is going to become too, I'm afraid, yeah. because, you know, what we didn't even bring up, what if Alabama wins? What if they do like 2020, 2021, and they win the SEC and win the SEC tournament? Yeah, I mean, we need to celebrate that as it's a big freaking deal. It's it's huge. Uh, and and so, and then we say, I mean, it's funny. Other fans of other teams like point to Alabama Sweet 16 run that year and like, <laughs> you know, that team didn't do anything. They only went to Sweet 16. I'm like, first of all, we hadn't been there that much. Secondly, we <laughs> won the tournament. And the, the regular season. And we had the player of the year. It was awesome. It was fantastic. And it should be celebrated. I said this about Auburn last year. They won the SEC regular season. They did so in pretty impressive fashion. They didn't win the best. They, they lost in the first round of the SEC tournament. Now, that was disappointing. And they lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. That's disappointing. It's still a great year. And and I, and I there are people who, you know, point at them and go, nan and a boo-boo. And I'm thinking – I'll take that year all the time. If we keep winning the conference, eventually we'll break through. So um, it's harder to make the Sweet 16 as a seven seed. I'd rather do it as a two or a one. And we've, by the way, we've never been a one seed either. So, um, yeah, and I want to go back to what you said about Eric Musselman for a second. That guy's just, he's very unlikable. Not, not unlikable. You know, Nick Saban was unlikable for a lot of people for a long time until they, they've seen him, like they've seen the other side of him. And they've also seen that, you know, he's really good at what he does. Most of his guys are really good guys and appreciate him. Even the haters respect him. The haters respect Nick Saban. Yeah. I mean, Eric Musselman is, is he's just unlikable. He really is. I mean, he's, you know, he just complains. It, every shot of him, he was in a ref's ear. Every single one of them. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, dude, first of all, I've seen a lot of Arkansas fans complain about officiating, which, by the way, I think everybody does when their team loses under any circumstance. But um, I, I, I recall 
last year, Arkansas shot 43 free throws. We shot eight at that same location. So, I mean, sometimes you get the calls and sometimes you don't, bruh. So, anyway. He is definitely one of those guys that if Muss is your coach, you love him. And and if he's on the other side, he's probably universally disliked. And I think it's not just Alabama. I would say if there's a poll of least liked basketball coaches in the SEC, Muss would be – at the top, not Calipari. I think it would be Musselman at the top. And frankly, Nate would be up there. And partly it's because of his success. And Nate's got some of that necessary arrogance too about him uh, that explains a lot. Nate would uh, top the poll of the most likable coaches in the league, whoever that happens to be. Uh, but no, Musk would probably be number one least Who? liked. Wait a minute. That's a great question. Who is the most likable coach in the That's league? Well, I, mean, I was just thinking. They change out the coaches so much, I can't even keep up. Well, well, think about this. All right, let's talk about just the ones that have been around for a while. Nobody, including Kentucky, likes Sean Calipari anymore. <laughs> Alabama I fans. I look at Cal like some people look at I respect Calipari. I, I, I'm, I always want to know his opinion on big issues in, of bas- in basketball. Well, look, you don't respect him in the Nick Saban way you respect because Nick Saban has continued to win. Calipari yeah, yeah, one title with that bunch, and he's had the best talent every year. Yeah, right. he doesn't win like Saban for sure. But uh, I, 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 I mean, I, I don't dislike Cal. Maybe I'm in the minority. I don't dislike him. Okay. I, I'm not you know, ranking number one. But though. you don't like him. I mean, you can be indifferent. Uh, yesterday, I suggested that if Kentucky hires Nate Oates away from us, that we should hire Coach Cal. That's not a bad <laughs> idea, but I don't – listen. Anyway – so we all agree that Oates is probably not all that well liked outside of Alabama fans, which we understand. Musselman, we just talked about. Bruce Pearl's not either. But Bruce Pearl isn't liked among his peers. Yeah, and that's I didn't true. Really think Bruce Pearl might be more disliked than Musk, maybe. Um, I think among basketball people, probably so. Uh, but you know, Auburn fans love Bruce Pearl, and I get that. Um, oh, I know who the most liked guy will be, probably. Kermit, Buzz, Buzz at Texas A and M. Buzz Williams? Yeah, except when you said Buzz, I was like, what's his Who's name? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, how right. can I somebody I don't know? He seems to be universally liked. It seems, I mean, I don't love him. I, I just, you know, he, he's, 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 a, he's all right. And, uh, and Kermit, I, I think Jerry Stackhouse is also interesting. I think people have fond memories of him as a player because he was so talented and, at Vandy, they just don't tend to make a lot of noise. Now, Stack won't exactly act right all the time up no. there. <laughs> He'll get teed up what? and tossed out uh, well, in a hurt. But I, I, I don't dislike Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, how I'm about interested? How about Rick Barnes? I mean, that guy is like unflavored yogurt. I mean, he's just you, you don't again you don't dislike him, and you'll take it if you have to if that's the only thing there to eat. But my thing with Rick Barnes is, and this isn't fair because I'm I'm not being holier than thou in this, because I realize Alabama hasn't always played 100% by the rules either. But Rick Barnes just at Texas in particular, I, I just, with no evidence at all, I'm always like, ah, oh, he's buying those guys. So <laughs> I just I, I, I just see Rick. Now, public persona uh, in interviews, I do like Rick Barnes, but I don't know, just this undercurrent of, ever since they signed that Mike Williams guy out of Alabama, remember him from Camden? Yeah. And, and he yeah. chose Texas over Alabama. That just yeah. sort of pushed it over the edge for me where I'm like, I don't think they're doing right over there. Jimmy, we're going to take a break. 
Uh, when we come back, we're going to have a few odd and end things and wrap it up pretty quick because there's a tornado headed directly towards me. Oh. There is a tornado headed directly towards <laughs> me. I've had three people text me and say, look out, here comes a tornado. But I'm dedicated to this podcast. You um, are. So just remember, if a tornado hits, you need to get on the ground and roll around. <laughs> That's is that is that what you do? Or am, am I supposed to do like what you when you see a bear, like stand up and get real big? <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know what to do. I'm always under the weather and I'm never on top of it. So, Jimmy, we got to bring up Ahmad Galloway's passing. I don't know all the details. I just know he's passed away. I don't know why. I don't know how. It's incredibly sad. I'm going to ask you, because I already know. I already know what my thing is. When you think Ahmad Galloway, what do you think about? Uh, good player. Good player. No, no, no. Think a play. A play. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not as good at that as I, I am – was uh did he make a big play against maybe LSU in in 02 maybe I, I I'm not as good at, I'm not as good if it didn't happen last week I'm not as good with that anymore All right since you <laughs> forgot your prevagen let me tell you everybody will remember this Okay that that was alive and old enough 2001 Dennis Franchoni mm-hmm. Jordan Hare Stadium mm-hmm. it's third and I want to say like 20 something or maybe 19 Mm-hmm. And we run that smoke draw with Ahmad Galloway, and we get the first down. I mean, now we were already up probably 21 to 7 at the time yeah, or something like that. I have a vague recollection of that. Uh, I, I wish I had downloaded that highlight so I could show yeah. everybody. But uh, yeah. I'm not as tech savvy as I thought I was. If you Google or YouTube uh, after this podcast, um, Auburn, Alabama, 2001, that highlight will be in there, and you'll go – that's every time I think of Mod Galloway, that's the only thing I can think about. He did other things. He probably did have a big play against LSU in 02. Um, we beat the brakes off of LSU in 02. Everybody yeah. had a big play. We beat them 31 to nothing, I think. That's um, right. We beat Saban. A Nick Saban coach team, by the way. Um, <laughs> so is Fran better than Saban? <laughs> that's what we just um, proved here. Mic drop. Yeah, well, that be that would be the end of this podcast. We'd be like, we ain't watching those guys anymore. Um, the shark has been officially jumped. So, um, also, so could uh, uh, condolences to um, the Mod Galloway and all his family. I mean, that's Absolutely. just sad. What a good player, a good kid. Oh my God! There's the tornado talk. Get on the ground and roll, <laughs> or act really big. All right, that was that really scared the bejesus oh, out of me. I bet. Now, um, really quickly, Pete Golding, have you heard anything on him lately? Is he staying? Uh, Is he going? uh, I I don't know. As we sit here, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I did speak to several sources in the past 24 hours. I honestly don't know the answer to that question, as they don't know. I think it's all up in the air. Uh, I do. But I will say that I am... uh, I'm, I'm, I'm less... I I think I wrote yesterday, I was 70% sure... He was leaving. Now I'm more like 50% sure. And I know that that doesn't sound like news to anyone. There's like, duh, well, 50-50, everybody's staying or going. But no, no, uh, my, I'm, I'm, it, it, in my mind, it's trending towards staying. And I had not said that really since October. <laughs> so, well, so that's significant. But I'm still 50-50. I don't think anything is like set in stone. 
uh, and it won't be until maybe as late as February 1st, but uh, I'm trending towards staying. Okay. I'm so thankful we saved this for the very last thing we talked about, or everybody would have thrown their computers or listening, watching devices into the lake because there are a lot of Alabama fans that are going to be unhappy about that. Yeah. yeah. Well, Hey, but don't blame it on, on me and you. <laughs> I know. I've said before, uh, and, and I, I like Pete personally, uh, I, I'm just saying, uh, if it was up to me, we should make a change. If it was up to me, we okay. should. And I'm, I get ripped on the board, Bam Insider, for defending him. Uh, that, uh, all, all I say about that is he's over-criticized. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's, he's over-criticized. Uh, but what do I think is best for Alabama? As if anyone would ever ask me and really want to know, I think Alabama should make a change just for one reason. Does Alabama have the best – defensive coordinator they could possibly have my answer is no and uh therefore i think they should try to get that guy whoever that guy happens to be but so i would make a change so don't get mad at us i'm just reporting what i hear from people whose knowledge of what goes on inside the building uh or people that i trust and uh that's the sense i get is staying for now but nothing decided won't be till february 1st and i'm still 50 50 on it if I end up on a yellow brick road because you went on a Pete Golding rant right here at the end when I'm trying to take shelter, I'm going to kill you. I don't want to be around a bunch of dwarves and I, I saved, curtains. I saved right. you already with the drop and roll advice. I got to go get my red slippers on. All right. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for today. Uh, I'm going to go take shelter. Roll tight, everybody. Roll tight.